G'day legends, welcome to our first ever edition of Clutch Chats from Clutch Collectibles. Today we have the honour of sitting down with none of the other Mr. Blunt Jamie from Blunt East. And we'll look at how he got started in the world of breaking, how he managed to open up two stores across Australia and one New Zealand, to his future aspirations to becoming one of the number one distributors of trading cards across the country. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to give us a follow on our Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, and come have a laugh at our YouTube page. All right, welcome, 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 welcome. The first official uh, Clutch Chats is is going live. Um, so for our first guest, we've got none the other than Jamie, Mr. Blunt. How are you? Good man, how are you? Oh, very well. Then we've also yeah, got the regulars. We? we got Bolchi, we got Tally. They're all here today for a bit of fun. Going on, fellas? Uh, you know, living the dream. If anyone can yeah. see behind the scenes, man, what a night. Yeah. We are 38 minutes behind schedule. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. Wouldn't have it any other way. No. Nah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm um, just going to start with this one, do a bit of introduction uh, to, I guess, what Blunt Blunt Collections is, um, how you got started. And so just tell us about, about yourself to start with. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm Jamie. Um, I own or founded um, Blunt Collections. Um, well, it started probably, um, I started Blunt back in 2017, I think it was. Um, around the time I started to, I've always loved my basketball, loved my sport, um, played a bit of basketball, played netball quite competitively as well, like indoor netball. Good netball, um, eh? Yeah, loved it, loved <laughs> it. Um, I did my ACL um, one night playing there, so basically it was out of a job. I was in the hospitality industry at the time, managing a cafe in Broadbeach. Um, so, yeah, doing my ACL, I had to wait three months for surgery, um and then obviously once surgery happened i knew that there was going to be a bit of time off in between um so went through a bit of a rough stage there financially um i started to invest in sports cards probably why i got in a bit of a financial <laughs> financial dip just just one card. break yep. just, just like one that, break eh? bro just yeah. jump in one just back, one card yeah back then there wasn't really the value that there is like when you're pulling nah. big hits back then nah. it was like a 200 dollars card whereas like now that's a two and a half to three thousand dollar card so mm. there were a lot of early sales back then that i shouldn't have done but um, <laughs> a couple, couple of giannis rookies or <laughs> yeah uh, luca rookies prison rookies all that kind of stuff but um yeah just kind of got to the stage where um i was heavily invested in cherry um i was buying in their breaks pretty much every night enjoyed yeah. enjoyed them it was my it was my pretty much my like release. I could just at the end of the day sit down, crack a beer, watch watch Blakey go and break some boxes, and I, I just loved that side of it. It was pretty raw back then. Um, I think Cherry, well, they were really the only ones that I knew of that In did Australia, it. Australia, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was another couple as well, but uh, essentially Cherry were the best, and they yeah. had the best range of product and everything like that. Um, I've always had like a bit of a background in marketing. Um, I love my online gaming. Essentially, I was probably going to go down the path of Fortnite streaming or something like that um, during that that time. But it all just kind of slipped into place where um, I just thought that I would give the breaking a crack. Um, I hit a quite a big card with Cherry. It was a um, Jaron Jackson Jr. 
uh, rookie booklet from Opulence. Ooh, ooh, uh, yeah, four. Nice. The big uh, laundry tag, like the full laundry tag from yeah. the side um, with the logo man on it as well. Oh, um, nice. So I end up trading that to them um, for, I think, five boxes. And I think back now and I'm like, I actually like the trade was good. Like I was happy with it, but now yeah. it's like the the value in the trade that we did was huge. Like I think yeah. I got eighteen, nineteen spectra, um, sixteen, seventeen spectra, um, seventeen, eighteen prism fast break, and like a couple, oh. couple of other boxes in there as well. Um, that's wild. You're talking yeah. a couple of grand just in that uh, eighteen, yeah. nineteen spectra, mate. Jesus. Yeah, that's it. So I end up having my first break, which is mainly just to get uh, amongst mates. Um, I think back now, I only actually had one person that I didn't know at the time that was in the break, um, and he's still in my breaks to this day, which is uh, Blair Chafe. I think Shout out. Was Shout out to Blair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what a man. What a man. Yeah. That's commitment. Uh, trained Muay Thai now with Blair as well, which has been a good thing. Like, I've put on a few kilos in the last year or so, just living that hobby life. But um, in, the <laughs> shop, you know, in the shop, pretty much 18 hours a day. Um, it's quite easy to sneak over to the IGA and grab a chockey or a, or a Gatorade or whatever it is. So, <laughs> or the pub, or the pub for a beer, am I right? Love the pub in a pub. Yes. Um, so essentially, yeah, I did Big that first break, um, and then obviously during that time, there wasn't essentially many people that knew about breaks. Um, so it was I didn't want to go out and obviously. Back then, it was a thing. There were a few breakers, and it was a thing of poaching. You know, the only way that you could get customers would be to go and approach them and say, "Hey, you know, jump into my page. I've got this break going." Because there wasn't a huge amount of people interested in it at that, at that point. Yeah. So I kind of went down. Yeah, there the wasn't path as much of hype. Doing, no, not at all. Um, so I went down the path of doing essentially super cheap breaks. Um, the name Blunt. It's um, it's green. Um, we did four dollars <laughs> twenty breaks every afternoon at four twenty. So I was That's busting, it. I was busting two eighteen nineteen prison blasters for four dollars twenty a spot. Random team group break, um, wow. all sorts of like random things like that. But we just did one of them every single day. Um, it would fill in seconds, and within uh, probably a two month period, probably had about four to five hundred members all screaming for more high end breaks. Um, and it kind of just developed from there. COVID was a massive blow up because yeah, yeah basically locked mm-hmm. everyone up. I was probably one of again the only ones still at the start of that period, and I had access to a lot of good stock. And yeah, it just kind of blew up with all the NRL boys getting involved and and everything like that. But yeah, when COVID came, the the shop was probably the best option at the time with rent rates going down and all of those kind of things and just security of the amount of we were breaking, we needed a place to store everything other than my home. Like, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I remember yeah, when, I we first, when we first started jumping the breaks and I remember Bolch was probably one of the first ones. And he's just like, mm. I just went to that uh, that blunt that blunt house. He's like, yeah. there was shit yeah, everywhere. Was everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. He's like, there was yeah. cards and there was uh, sleeves and there were top loaders. He's like, man, yeah. he just has a shitload of them. But yeah, yeah I remember that. So I'll must never have been forget hard. the uh, the sorting trays. Yeah, just yeah. the sorting trays the everywhere on your tables. Like tubs, eh? tubs full of just names <laughs> yeah. of different people. It's just it was yeah, it was a crazy crazy time. Like we were feeling three to four breaks a night 
with people screaming for more. Like it was, and they weren't cheap breaks. Yeah, it was just, like that, essentially, when I say they weren't cheap breaks, if you go back then and look at what I was breaking at the prices, it's, you know, triple now. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Have you found since yeah, COVID so. it sort of sort of started to die down? Are you still getting the same sort of uh, members through, I guess? I think the the, the thing is so during COVID there were a lot of there's a lot of breakers now, but during COVID there was a lot of um, oh, I don't like the word but plastic collectors. Like it's like they kind of came in thinking it was a an investment. They saw everyone else making money and talking about the thousand and two thousand and five thousand dollar cards that they were hitting. Yeah. And not really knowing one much about basketball and then mm-hmm. too much about yeah. trading cards and diving in deep with like no knowledge at all. Like, you know, go and drop two, three K in breaks in a, in a one or two week period and then mm-hmm. have these piles and piles of cards that they don't know who the players are. Don't know what they're what, worth. What, what a refractor is, what a, you know, what a, what a numbered card is. And then the assumption of, and I, like I'll say this, there's breakers that will over-influence over a hit where it's like this person mm. then gets the impression that they have a $500 card or a $100 card and they come yeah. up and stop and it's like, bro, look at the comps. It's five bucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. when I say, when I say comps, it's like, again, that's a rare thing. But when you're talking about a, you know, a silver card or a prism where there are a lot of them and there mm-hmm. are a lot of yeah. regular sales, then that's good. But massive you know, print runs. comps again, when you start to talk about low number cards, then that's a different story. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that should take us on to the next thing. Probably the <laughs> biggest card you personally have ever hit. I think oh. I was watching the break. I, I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, I think there's I was watching few. the break. Like, yeah, there's a few. Like, I think the one you're talking about would be Charmerant National <laughs> Treasures. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was a big break. <laughs> yeah. We did, a, um, we did a half case National Treasures random player uh, break. So I think it was maybe... 150 and you got two players or something for, for that yeah buy-in. i think we got i think we had bill walton boys actually from <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we did <laughs> we, we? we hit a we hit a card we hit a card oh nice that's, that's right. what you want yeah. um and that one was against four point which was uh the melbourne storm boys um so we did the live stream i busted my half case first and pulled yeah the um jamarant uh vertical rpa to five um that was for a fella here just in rural Rural New South Wales. Um, think think, I think they, that was going for fifty five k at the time. Oh, there's been. He, I think he's received quite a few offers and some big ones too. But yeah, I think it's that, life changing. Eh? Yeah, it is. Oh. And he also hit a jar patch 25-25 in that as well. Yeah, so. he cleaned up that break. Yeah. <laughs> that for me, it is a big card, but not the biggest one that I like. Would say that I personally have pulled. I think. Yep. The moment for me was, I think it was within the first week of opening the shop and I was in this room by myself. Um, I think it was a four-year mixer, 17-18 hoops hobby and, uh, yeah, flipped a one-of-one Kobe Bryant tribute, oh, like that career tribute. No way. Yeah. The one walking down the tunnel saying goodbye. Um, yeah. That was, that's probably... Sentimental as well. Like, like, that is just... Yeah, I just got goosebumps yeah, thinking about, about it, literally. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, look at my holy, that's it, huge. It, it is, it's a stunning card and, you know, it was that, yeah. That, that that, that's the hobby. Biggest. That's the hobby, bro. Yeah. That, that's yeah. it right there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's got to be it. And the guy I pulled it for, he's, um, I don't think he'll ever sell it, which is a cool thing too. Mm. Um, yeah, we've yeah, had conversations awesome. about it. Um, we've talked about grading it. I think it'll grade very, very well. 
Yeah. Um, so that's something that we definitely would look to do in the future. Um, but yeah, I think um, he's been lucky, old Rion. I, I called him a, um, well, not cool, but when I first started Blunt, he bought an optic retail box off me for 350 and pulled the jar around one of one my house as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> <had a good laughs> wow. Is his name Lloydy Tally or what? Yeah, I know. It sounds like a Lloydy thing to do, eh? Uh, yeah, he's, he's had a good run. Mr. One of One, we call him. Yeah. Mr. One of One. Yeah. Um, you, what about people who love a one of one too? The old popper room in there. The popper, yeah. We've got the one of one jackpot too, so goes up ten bucks every break. And yeah, I think the last one was like seven hundred and twenty bucks before it went off. So That's there was sick. a dry run there for a while, but there's been breaks where I've pulled. I think the most in a break is four from six boxes. Four. Yeah. <laughs> four, four out of six. Four out of six yeah. ain't bad. That's, at that's all. a yeah. great strategy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And they weren't like duds either. I think there was a Tatum, a Luca, Drew Holiday, and someone else in the mix yeah, there as well. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself personally? What's the I guess the biggest card you own? Is it your PC or is it sort of <laughs> the PC? The PC. <laughs> yeah. Tell us uh, about the PC. Well, I collect. I, I started around like I've always loved basketball. Um, it, it was more when I started to get into the hobby, I decided that I would collect someone. So my partner and I kind of got into that like 2000 and I guess it was around the 16, 17, like coming into the 17, 18 season. So we started watching college ball before it and mm. Kuzma stuck out to us at Utah, loved his name. Like he dominated in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of knew that he'd be in those first kind of 10 picks. So we're like, oh, we'll, we'll, you know, I think that's who I'm going to collect. Um, and then it kind of cemented it when he went to the Lakers too. It was just like, oh, he's going to yeah. be a franchise team. Um, and then there were a lot of cheaper rookies essentially in that period too, like not cheaper but more expensive, which made him cheaper. Yeah, like Alfonso yeah. Ball, Ingram from the year before. So, like, I could collect yeah. him at, like, a quite affordable level. Um, but, yeah, now that he's How traded. How do you feel now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that he's traded. Like, I've never been, like, a Lakers fan. Like, my team's probably Portland. Like, it, it, it's been – my heart's been there for a long time. I've always loved Dame and I just love the culture of Portland. They're just like, they're a ripping team. Like, I just mm. love watching them play. Yeah. Always just so fast. And yeah, they're all, yeah, just love watching Exciting. them. Yeah. Love same with um, yeah, it would be good. Like, I don't want Dame to leave, but again, I think you could open them up it, to, yeah. yeah, some other possibilities. It deserves one, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, with the Coos collection, I don't think I'll be acquiring much anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, if I've, I've tried to upgrade more my ones that I didn't have graded to graded ones and then going to start to siphon it out, but I still, the Kuzma collection, I've probably got over 500 unique Kuzma cards. Um, yeah. but I'll probably set that down to 200, 250, something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other one. The other one's Kobe. Like that's my other collection, um, and that's probably my favourite card. I do have a. I've got two actually. I want them both in Razzes. Uh, two Kobe <laughs> Bryant gold standard uh, patch autos to forty nine. Uh, and they're, yeah, they're that nice. Yeah, they they were gravy. I think they were both nearly two hundred spotters or something, and I just mm. bought eight randoms and yeah, one both of them. So they were two days num- apart. Number eight. It's meant to be. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. So I guess we covered um, who you are and what you've done. Um, we didn't really touch, but you've also got uh, Blunt East and Blunt West and Blunt NZ, is it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, Blunt East is the shop we have here in Varsity on the Gold Coast. Um, we did open a new store in WA, I think it's around early May. Um, so that one's in Bayswater. It's probably five to ten minutes from the airport. Um, we linked up with Splash Breaks um, on that. Yeah, some WA boys um, just really liked the vibe that they had going, that space over there. Um, I, I know there is another card shop over there, but it's quite distant from the city and those those kind of common areas. So it was in need of something there. And the boys are really taking advantage of it. The, the shop's just forever changing. And I think they're quite busy too, which is good. It's good. Every time yeah, I talk awesome. to Nikki, seems busy, man. They're, yeah, they're, man. I can confirm they are great. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, it's like I don't talk to Vigo anymore at Blunt NZ or Nikki yeah. Seymour anymore. It's just like yeah. we're all just like it's the the phone is nonstop. I see the Blunt West messages come through. I see the Blunt NZ. It's nonstop. Mm, yeah, messages. Yeah, all the time. It's 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 crazy. I it's, guess that um, space. So you got yeah, the western side. You got east, and then you got sort of NZ. While Cherry sort mm. of really dominates that sort of Melbourne area yeah, as exactly. well so you're sort of holding yeah. down those other key spots hmm. maybe yeah. like it maybe like a darwin next to some blunt um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> honestly there are, there are some people in darwin that have definitely hit us up um yeah. but i think yeah if we were to look at another one it would probably be in bruce vegas um yeah. and it has been yeah. talked about so um yeah we'll keep the eyes peeled eh? yeah yeah, get um, eyes peeled for that website coming tour here, bro. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully, I'm not going to say tomorrow. I'm going to say Thursday. So website should be up Thursday. Which um, it's just the the biggest thing I want to do is get all the um singles as many singles on there as I can. Not yeah. really so worried about them all the sealed stuff, but you know, I want I want it to be something that people can actually have a browse through. And I not, think that's yeah. something that that lacks. Like we talked the other day about the slab stocks, and you can do the tracking and that. But there's no like, I guess eBay and the the Facebook pages, but a decent online single card marketplace without the eBay fees yeah. and without your dodgy sellers on your Facebook and things like that. So I think it's definitely something that is is missing. The biggest yeah. thing um, that I'm working at as well with the website singles as well is I'm going to be pre-grading them all. Um, okay. and essentially yeah, yeah, like right. putting putting that in the descriptions of each single so people know what they're buying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going over them, looking at every essential thing that Beckett would look at, yeah. surface, corners, centering, edges, and um, yeah, basically pre-grading it so people know yeah, what they are buying. Nice. Yeah. With that, would it be just your cards or would you sort of I uh, guess buy or upload people's cards that they could sell them on your. We website. have talked about doing consignment for sure. Um, I think that's just a feature that I want to look at doing, like more as an automated thing rather than me having to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. a lot of work, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of time. So lot, if you're pre-grading, pre-grading, all of them. yeah. And again, with that stuff, like what I was talking before about those guys, not essentially knowing what their stuff's worth and just coming in and throwing it on you and going, "I've got these fifty basic," you know premium stock rookies selling yeah. for me. It's like, like, don't don't waste my eight, time. 800 <laughs> in the tubs out the front. Like, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. But, you know, they are, and that's the thing, those cards grow with value over time. And, mm-hmm. and those guys want that quick money, that quick flip. Now, you can get it the 3 to $5 to $7 a card, but yeah. there's always that increase. Let's let you talk about your Kuzma cards. Like, you never know, you could go to Wizards and absolutely yeah. ball out, and then so you sell them at a bit, of a bit of a profit. Essentially, that's the thing. Like, if he can do that or make all-star again or something yeah. like that it's like there are going to be times you know if they make yeah. the playoffs even you know yeah um, yeah and that's, that's when the market, slowly so. slowly siphon it out but the cards i've got are quite 
you know, exclusive. So there, there are still other Kuzma collectors out there, you know, they yeah. might not stop. So, again, it's just finding them and what cards they need. So yeah. there's definitely sets I'll still try and finish. Fantastic. So I guess that's uh, the the past and the present. What's what's in store for for Blunt Future? What have you any? You just told us about the website, I guess. Website. But anything yeah. that's sort of the biggest thing you got coming up. Um. Yeah. This would be. I, out the I guess. What would your what, <laughs> what would your goal be? Like at, at the end of the day, like you sit back and you're like, all right, this is this is Blunt. Like, where would you be? I guess. Well, yeah, I'd love to say the goal changed basically last week. Um, my, my goal. My, <laughs> My goal has always been to get Panini direct and then with the Fanatics news, it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. probably not going to be the case. Yeah. Um, essentially, I'd love to get Australian distribution mm-hmm. um, and the yeah. way that I want to do it is essentially look after breakers, look after other card stores and essentially make sure that they look after the end customer as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so if I if I am a distributor and I get my prices as low as they are, it's like if I sell to that first person, they have the responsibility to then only make a certain margin. And that's okay. like kind of where I want to get it to so that the end collector does get what they... At a decent you know, price. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, that can't last long with obviously allocations and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like if it's a consistent flow... Like of always doing it, you'll always sell out, and there's always money for everybody. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the yeah, thing. Exactly. There's so much like retail stuff that's still sitting in every single breakers room in every single store in Australia that you know is 120, 150 dollars a blaster. This stuff gets sold at distribution prices is probably 10 dollars a blaster. Yeah, so yeah. it's like if you get it right, there can be money in it for everybody, and the collectors can still make money. That's it. At the end of the day, it is, yeah. it's a hobby. It's for the collectors, so you don't want to sort of be overpriced and getting everyone involved. Hmm. And it's guess- not Breaker's fault at all. It's it's nah. it's essentially the distribution. Like if we don't get enough into Australia or there's not they're not the right avenues, then people have to do it in third-party markets and mm-hmm. it yeah. all just comes down to marketing. And if people continue to buy in their breaks and they succeed, then they're always going to keep going. Like it's, that's Spe- their model. Especially when you've got to pay goal. like... Um- Especially when you're going to pay like your import fees, GST, and your tax. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it yeah, all adds and with up, this stuff as well, it gets big because when you're breaking high end boxes or consistently breaking, like it, you know, it can be, you can turn over twenty thousand in a week, and and yeah, the tax man hits you hard for that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, and then the other side that the the manpower that goes into, as you said before, those tubs of boxes that you got, like you're breaking four or five boxes a night at four or five. Mm-hmm boxes in each break oh i don't know mm. if anyone's seen behind the scenes but that is <laughs> yeah. when you said doing cards, when you're doing 80 nowadays such a fun time that, oh man yeah. they they yeah. they stack up yeah it is it's very much like that i'm but, pretty sure yeah. his desk looks like that at the moment it's quite clean it's quite <laughs> <laughs> he's like clean it just yeah. in case the camera falls yeah. in or something oh, i think i did like sorted four breaks today it was just yeah it's a task but it is what it is. Goodbye into it. And That's why it. you do it. You love it, eh? Yeah. But, yeah, like for the future, I think the biggest or well, the next step is um, we're actually, oh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a cat out of the bag. We're actually probably looking and moving out of this space into a bigger yep. one. Okay. Um, so that, yeah, that nice. could be happening in the next month. Um, so if that happens, it's the same location, or not location, but same area. Um, so it'll just be about three times the size, which is exciting. Basketball court? <laughs> be awesome, eh? 
Look forward to seeing that. There should be a hoop in there. There should be. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> Bit of a court kings type thing. Just get the hoop in there. Hit ten shots. You get a get a free bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar. <laughs> to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that's pretty much all we've got. So I just want to say I've um, got one more question actually. But before we get to that, I just want to say um, thanks for your time. Obviously, as you said, you're busy man, eighteen hour day. So we appreciate you for uh for lending us your time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you. if you had advice to your past self. One piece of advice, what would you give yourself? Oh, shit. That's a tough one. About the business, yeah? Yeah, yeah, about the business, about the hobby. Mm. Don't go balls deep on coos. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, is a, that is a good one. Uh, I think, um, well, I, there's a few that I always look back on. Like definitely, okay, early days. Give us I a few, three yeah. Cases, three cases of prison retail. I would have told myself not to open them. Oh, no. So <laughs> um, I, I paid six grand for three three cases. So 60 boxes. You can do the math at, what, 2K a box. I've seen two and a half grand. I've seen those up too. Wow. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of G notes there. Ooh, um, that would have been one. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I've, honestly, I've had a few different business partners along the way as well. Um, I've made mistakes with some of those as well. And I think one of the things that um, always with with all of this is now I'm in a situation where I have two more business partners in Blunt New Zealand and Blunt West. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is just communication. Um, like I said, I don't speak with those boys nearly enough as I should, but we're a tight squad and we're, we're always, you can see you boys are a tight squad. You're always, um, you know, sticking at it. But I think it's always just yeah. good to, to talk more and, you know, um, work towards your goals together. Um, and then yeah, that's probably the only it. Yeah. Some Gandhi like advice there. What, oh, what does that hit me in the feels? <laughs> Communication is key, boys. Yeah, uh, boys, it is. It's it just is. like on the basketball court. It's like, you know, that's what we are. We're in, we're in this game together. And, and the hobby is that. Like, you know, I appreciate you boys getting me on. We're essentially competition, but it's, um, you know, together it's, it grows the hobby. Yeah, yeah. Instead exactly. of a competition, we'll definitely uh, be looking to do some sort of break battle or something get yeah, in the near future. We are well due, surely. It's something that I've yeah wanted to g up for sure. Um, yeah, I've wanted to do a massive one like Australia wide. You know, get a get a round robin tournament going. Ooh, um, yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. Like we we could really get a good playoff five going. You know, eight on each side, make your way to the middle. Oh, we could even set it up as an east first west style thing. Essentially, mm-hmm. there would be enough on each finals. side. Yep. Fly to um, South so, Australia yeah. and neutral for the middle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, nah. we can definitely lots we can do together. Keen, keen, keen. Yeah, 100%. well, yeah. Build hey, um, that's what it's all about. Thank you again. Um, we appreciate all your time and what you're doing for the hobby. So, uh, thanks for having us on. No Thanks, legend. Thank you. Yeah.